There we are. Good morning. Welcome, you guys. Thank you for coming to Mariner's Church. Glad you're part of today. I'm Paul. I am one of the pastors here. Um, welcome to the place which may turn out to be the worst traffic day of your whole life, your entire life. Um, I told you one thing that is deeply fulfilling for me on, on days like this. Um, it's kind of a spiritual experience I have around 5 o'clock. I, I walk up to Highway 1 and see the, just the poor masses of people going absolutely no, nowhere. And they still have to drive over the hill. And um, I silently bow my head and laugh at them. <laughs> hey, we're, we're in a series that we're calling Better um, because God didn't t- just simply wind up this world to it for us and say, good luck, you know, hope you make it through this thing. <laughs> He's actively involved, actually, through Jesus Christ in helping us live better lives through him, and really only through him. And, and in his word, the Bible, there are some statements, and I'll just simply call them better statements because they talk about things that we can have or do to live a better life. For instance, they'll talk about better this than that, better this than that. And when we do these kinds of things, and these have been honed through experience of, of godly people and ungodly people, this is what God has said, look, this is how you're going to be able to experience a better life. Now, what we're going to talk about for the next few moments may seem confusing at first. It says this, better is one day in your courts than a thousand elsewhere. And we're going to spend a few moments talking about that. But can we pray? Can we take a second and just pray? So, Lord, what a beautiful day it is. And, and God, um, we've chosen to spend it here in, in this place. And for these moments now, Holy Spirit, work. Do your work here. Give me the right words to share in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you. When I was a kid, um, my folks would, would, would take us to church and 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 sometimes as little kids we'd sit in big church you know big church this is big church you, know, you remember that those days and 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 the chairs that that this church had 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 metal racks underneath the seats maybe you attended a church like that when you're growing up or like that um and and what we would do is my brother and I cuz we were kind of short we we'd swing our feet you know you know like this we would do that and 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 the game was to swing your feet and see how close you could get to the metal racks without hitting them Okay, see how close you could get during the pastor's sermon. We do that because we kind of turn, you know, tune out, and 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 if you hit the rack, you lose. Okay, but you'd also have everybody look at you because if you hit the metal rack, it made a what? A huge, a huge, huge racket. And and when most people think of going to church, you know, they think of what? Quiet, you know, quiet. I did some, some surveys when I first got here onto the coast side, and, and I asked people, why do you think most people don't go to church? Because this is like a really highly interest area. And, and, and number one reason they would, they would talk about is church is what? Boring. It's boring. It's a dull place. It's just kind of a dull place to go. And there's the old story of the kid who whispered you know, to his mom in church. He said, you know, this is boring. And, and she whispered back, it's church. It's supposed to be boring, you know. <laughs> And, and we sometimes think, yep, come here, you know, do my thing, do my duty, spend an hour, 
here and will have time to tune, tune out. And, and, I, and I get it. I, I mean, I understand it. I, I'm, I'm a, I sit in church sometime, not this church, by the way, and, and when we're traveling, and I'll think about other stuff. You know, my mind will start to begin to wander about the week and what's been happening or, or going on. And I mean, I mean, right now, you're thinking of the pumpkin festival and all the traffic and the pumpkin mac and cheese that you're going to get for lunch, right, and support our, our you. And all of a sudden, this guy says, better is one day in your courts than a thousand elsewhere. What he's saying is, is it's better for you guys to spend one day here, one day here, than there. Than, 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 right. Do I get an amen to that? Yeah, no. Come on. <laughs> better is one day here than a thousand on a beach in Maui? You know? Ooh, or better is one day here than a thousand, you know, on the, on the golf course? And you're thinking, better is one day here than a thousand fly fishing in Montana. And I'm thinking, woo, you know. Now it's a little bit harder on on, on this one. In fact, he'll say this in the psalm, my soul yearns even faints for the courts of the Lord. My heart and my flesh cry out for the living God. And you think, well, let's not go too far here. You know, let's let's not push this thing to the, to the limit, and and I think the problem is twofold. One is when we hear that we don't really buy it. Second is I'm not sure I really get it. I don't really understand what he's talking about because I mean, I'm so thankful for this place, and I'm I'm really thankful that this is not the Bible Belt where people just go to church out of duty. You guys come here because you want to get something out of it, and so that's an awesome, incredible thing. But we need to really understand what he's talking about here and kind of use our minds and our hearts together to pull this together. A lot of times we think, okay, what this is telling me is I really shouldn't miss church, you know? I think i got to hear about how important it is now, and Paul's going to be talking about how important it is for me to not miss church. Sometimes after services on, on, on Sunday, after the worship time here, on Sunday I'll go over to Safeway, and sometimes I'll see people from Mariners who didn't attend that day. <laughs> and it's funny, because all of a sudden it's like, and they'll duck for cover, you know. And it's like, they're ducking for cover, you know, because I'm walking around. And I was like, oh, no, you know. So inevitably, um, um, it, it happens that we're on the same aisle, and there's no way they're backing out on, on, on this one. And it's, it's like, you know, it's, it's like, oh, you know, I was planning to come, but this is the only day I have to sleep in this week. Or, or we have company coming, and I really needed to clean the house. Or the dog ate my Bible. You know, all these kinds of things that, that people, that people will, will, will say. And, and, and if you feel guilty about missing church, you've missed the whole point of what this is talking about. Okay? God stamped this verse into the Bible, and there's something going on here. And somehow, if I can figure it out and live it out, my life can be what? Better. My life can be better. If I can figure out what it's saying here, what he's saying here, my life then can change. It can be, it can be better. Now, now, in America, we have a lot of churches, um, um, lots of them. Um, and when this was written, there was really only one place to go, okay? Really only one place to go, and that was the temple. And the temple was in 
Jerusalem. And that was a place that you needed to, to, to go. And God said, hey, several times a year, all of you in Israel, what I want you to do is you have to pack up your stuff and you go to the temple in Jerusalem. Every, several times every year, this is what I want you to do. Get your stuff, you know, get your kids, pack them in your mini chariot van and, and, and take a trip to Jerusalem. And so several times a year they would. They, they would go there. Why? It's because it was kind of like a family reunion. And I use those words on, on purpose because it was the family of God's people that would come together and they would spend their time in worship and they would spend their time focused on God as the people of God. But the temple also symbolized the presence of God in their country. God didn't live there any more than he lives here. And don't think that God lives here, and this is why we never call this place a sanctuary. This is not a holy place, okay? And people say, you let people bring coffee into your sanctuary. It's not a sanctuary, it's it's a building, you know? It's got carpet and The carpet stains when you spill your coffee, but this is what it is. It's just simply a building. God does not live here any more than than any other place in his his creation. Um, What God said is this is a place in the temple in Jerusalem that when you come here, when you come to this temple, you remember my closeness with you. Remember that I am your God to you, my people. And as you gather here in this place, remember, focus and remember. And this is why it says this, how lovely is your dwelling place, O Lord Almighty. Now it's flowery language. They knew that he doesn't live there. How lovely is your dwelling place, O Lord Almighty. My soul yearns, even faints for the courts of the Lord. My heart and my flesh cry out for the living God. He's not so much talking about that he needs to go to church. He's talking about, I want to have an experience of closeness with who? With God. This is what it's saying. It's the presence of God, not the place. It's the reality of being in in the presence of God. He's saying it's better. That's what's better. Not going to church is better than being on the golf course. What he's saying is it's better to be and live in the presence of God in closeness with him than the best day I could ever spend on the golf course or the best day I could ever spend on the water or the best day I could, I could ever spend with any other place in the world. It's better to be experiencing God than the highest score on Dragon Ball. Okay? It's better. The experience of the presence of God in my life is better than anything else. It's not one day in church. I mean, I understand um, what a church service can be like, you know, because, again, I, I sit there, you know, and you just start thinking about lunch or how much longer. I know, I know when I'm losing you, by the way. I also know that. <laughs> Y'all think I don't? I do. You know, we all do. We all, we all can tell. You know, some of you have had busy weeks. And now you've had a belly full of, of pancakes and you're comfortable and your eyes are getting, you know, kind of <laughs> sleepy. And, you know, in, in my mind, you know, I'm thinking, man, another one gone and another one gone. <laughs> another one bites the dust. You know, I, I, I know it's like that. He's not talking about going to church. God is talking to us about experiencing the presence of God in our lives, the closeness of God in life. This is what he would be talking about. 
The other day, um, um, it was Thursday, I, I went for an early morning bike ride, and I came back home. I was getting ready to, to come here, and it was still pretty, fairly early in the morning. And, 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 and for some reason, I just felt like, I just like to pray right now. I, you know, I don't know. I don't, sometimes I, I, I come here before I read and pray, but I just felt to pray. And, and, and it was like, wow, this is one of the best prayer times I've had in a long, long time. Just, just in, in a long, long time. You know, you just feel like I'm pouring my heart to God. I just feel like there's a really close communication. It doesn't happen all the time, you know. Um, but this time was, was, was special. And sometimes, and you've experienced as well, as you pray or are praying or singing or experiencing God, like sometimes we will do here, you'd say, wow, this could go on for a long, long time. This, this moment now, this closeness and intimacy I feel with God could go on for a long, long time. And it's kind of hard, hard to explain. Those of you who know it, know it. Because we have that kind of unity with, with God the Father, as Jesus said we would. Louis Armstrong, who, who kind of made jazz uber popular, was asked, what is jazz? You know this one? His response was, if you have to, have to ask what jazz is, you just don't know. You'll never know. And that kind of connection and worship, if you kind of have to ask, I, I don't get it, you just, you just don't quite know it yet, you know? And so sometimes, you know, you'll, you'll see people that are connecting with God in a, in a very special way because they are, and you're saying, man, I, I don't quite get that yet. But this is the experience that the psalmist is writing about. I would rather have that connection. It's like I'm... I'm in a place that I could be for a long, long time. Now there's a catch, and it sticks out to me because it reminds me um, so much of a, of a Billy Joel song. Um, he says this, I would rather be a gatekeeper in the house of my God than live the good life in the homes of the wicked. Okay, I'd rather stand at the door, okay? I'd rather stand at the door um, than live in a, a good life. I'd rather, in a gatekeeper, if somebody had to stand outside when it's cold, when it's wet, you know, it's raining on there, and Jerusalem's kind of high, and it can get real cold in the winter, and it's really high, high in the, I'm sorry, it's in the desert, and it get really hot in the summer. I mean, stinking hot in the summer. I'd rather just stand there in the heat, in the rain, in the snow sometime, than, than live a long time, you know, with, with the wicked. The Billy Joel thing is, I had a girlfriend who liked Billy Joel, and I think she liked Billy Joel better than she liked me. Um, and I never liked him before, and now I really didn't like him, by the, by the way. And he had a song he came out with around that time, and I really didn't like that song. Um, it's the song, Only the Good Die Young. Remember that? Catchy tune, because all the songs have catchy tunes. They say there's a heaven for those who will wait. Some say it's better, but I say it ain't. I'd rather laugh with the sinners than what? Cry with the saints. The sinners are much more fun. You know that only the what? The good die young. And I thought, man, when I first heard it, he doesn't get it. He doesn't get it. And maybe he's never really experienced the presence of the living God. So it says this, your love is better than life. Your love is better than life. Did you feel it? You could think, wait a second. Whoa, wait a second. I think I'm beginning to grasp it now. 
Because when you've experienced the full love of God through the face of Jesus Christ, when you understand how badly you have sinned against God, and all of a sudden you're opened up to the fact that, holy cow, I've lived a pretty self-centered, self-focused life, wanting to be apart from God, not wanting to give my, my very heart to him who created that heart. Holy cow. And you come to him now and you begin to experience the grace and the forgiveness and the love and you feel it and you feel a close intimacy with God and you think, wow, his love is better than what? It's better than life. Now, we don't have a temple anymore. The temple's gone. It doesn't even exist in Jerusalem anymore. Um, the Romans decided to tear that thing apart. And so the reality of the presence of God is no longer in a place. This is not the place that allows you to connect with God. I mean, it can help you, but it is not the only place. Connecting with God does not come through a building or a service or a time or on a special day or a special ceremony. And so God has kind of said, since there's no more temple, um, guess what? I'm going to make a bunch of little temples. He says, don't you realize that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who lives in you? And was given to you by God. So you don't have to be somewhere to be with God. You don't have to be somewhere anymore. But through Jesus and because of him, God has come to be with you, to dwell inside you. And if you can have and you can have a day with God. You can have a day with God. And if you can have a day with God, then you can have a week with God. And if you can have a week with God, then you can have a month with God. And if you can have a month with God, you can have a year with God. And if I can have a year, then I can do life with an ongoing, unending awareness of God's presence. And this is where this whole thing is going. It's having an unending awareness, ongoing, unending awareness of the presence of God in your life. I don't have to go somewhere to be with God. I don't. God's come to us. And so this hits us then, whenever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Whatever I do, driving to work, whatever I do, texting your friend, whatever I do, soccer practice, whatever I do, studying for chemistry, I can do it all. Having an ongoing awareness and experience of God. Three habits to develop, and then we're done. Three habits to develop, okay? Number one, constant connection with God. Constant connection with God. The Bible says pray without ceasing. Pray without ceasing. And you think, yeah, it doesn't make sense, you know? Um, how many of you? How many of you have these things? One of these things. How many of you? You go pull it out. Go ahead. It's okay to pull it out. Pull it out. It's okay. It's fine. Pull it out. Um, we have these things, and they're somewhat almost now beginning to have attachments to some of our kids' hands. But that's the way it goes. Um, um, how many of you bring it to the bathroom? Yeah, liars. Yeah, <laughs> we all do. Come on. And 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 how many of you um, have ongoing texts with people? Do you ever have that? I mean, if you're, if you're under a certain age, you do. If you're older, you don't. I, I get it. I understand it. I don't. I mean, we have on these kinds of things FaceTime and Snapchat, and we have um, tweeting. We all have these short shots of communication, right? In fact, in fact, my daughter will, will say, I will call her, and, and she will say, Dad, don't call me. Text me. I don't do phone calls. You know, she doesn't. She does better with, with, with texting than she does with on the phone. And it's all great. We're getting a whole generation that don't know how to talk anymore. 
<laughs> they do, but, but that's a whole other thing. And, and, and so we can actually have an ongoing running conversation with people all the time. We do. You know, you just may take 20 minutes to respond, but that's okay because you're going to get a response or you're going to give a response. You understand that? We do. I mean, you can have, even right now, you may be having an ongoing conversation with delays in it. And if we can do that with other people, little short bursts, we can always do that with who? With God. You see how it works? So all day long, do the same thing with God. Ongoing Burst of communication with him. Driving to work. God, what an awesome sunrise. Thank you. That's your text to God. Do you understand how you have that ongoing awareness now of him? Worship song we sang. Wow, God, thank you for that, for that moment we have. Your boss being a jerk. God, give me the ability to be kind to her now. Right now. Ongoing awareness of the active presence of God, being in the, quote, court of God. Second, instant obedience. It says, since we live by the Spirit, let's keep in step with the Spirit. Keep in step means walk, walk, kind of in unison. Keep in step, walk, walk, walk together each moment. Um, If you're keeping in step, that means that God is going to then be showing you things moment by moment on how we need to react and to respond in a situation. Um, I, was, I, was, I was cycling um, this week, last Monday, and, and there was this guy in the middle of nowhere. In the middle of nowhere. I mean, on Highway 1, middle of nowhere, and a sign out. I was like, man, if he's hitchhiking, this is tough. But, 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 but the sign said, need food. I'm thinking, well, that's even tougher, you know. What are people supposed to do, you know, throw him food? And as I'm riding by, you know, I had some food in my, in my shirt, you know, to do. And, and I thought, oh, man, hey, you know. Here's, here, here's my chance maybe to do something good. And I thought, I have an extra energy bar, but I'm going for a really long ride, and, and I should probably give. And I debated and debated as I'm riding. And I thought, Paul, if you don't turn around pretty soon, you have a long way to go back, you know, when God tells you. And so you turn around. There's that instant obedience where God speaks to you and said, talk to that person or respond to that person or write that person a note or send that person a, a, a text. You know, greet that person. See that person in need, you know? Be kind to that person. Instant obedience, where we have an active living God in the temple here that you can respond to. Third thing, third thing is daily desperation. Daily desperation. And this is part of the, well, here you go. Here's what he says. God, you're my God. Earnestly I seek you. My soul thirsts for you. My body longs for you. In a dry and weary land, there's no water. Um, just a quick question. When was the last time you went on like this? You know? When you really felt like, God, I, I need you now. When was the last time? Understand, right now, 100,000 people are making their way to Half Moon Bay. You realize that? 100,000 people. And, and right now, you're thinking, oh man, I've got to get out of here. <laughs> and Paul really needs to hurry up here. I know. I know. But I'm going to ask you um, if for the next moment you would uh, just enjoy the reality of God. Would you? 
I'm going to read these verses, and uh, I just want you, as you listen, just kind of allow yourself to be in the presence of God, and then we'll take a moment and pause. And it says, Oh God, you are my God. Earnestly I seek you. My soul thirsts for you. My body longs for you. In a dry and weary land, there's no water. I've seen you in the sanctuary, beheld your power, your glory, because your love is better than life. Let's experience God right now. God, you and your kindness and your mercy have come down for us and to us. You, You promised to never leave us, to never forsake us, to be one with us and allow us to be one with you and unity that unity of fellowship and closeness Lord thank you Father as you reveal yourself to us we sometimes see our unworthiness to come before you but your grace and your love make all that possible so Lord we thank you And ask that as we um, walk through this day, we would have that constant connection with you. We would see areas where we can obey you instantly. To see the hurting, the struggling, those that are challenged. Eyes to see people that are broken. Words to use to encourage. Lord, may our desperation for you be such that when we meet you and find you, we are filled. We thank you for all these things so much in Christ's name. Amen. Hey, thank you for coming and being part of today. Um, A couple things, and then we're going to finish with a song, and then go eat leftovers or whatever you want to do. Or you want to do after this. Um, if you want somebody to pray for you, maybe you're experiencing something, or maybe you're saying, I don't feel that desperation for God. I need to talk to somebody about that. We have people in the prayer room that would be more than happy to walk with you through that, pray with you. You can talk to anybody from up here on the, on the worship team or myself, and we can talk to you about that as well. Um, we're going to be collecting an offering um, in just a second and encourage you to take that communication card and just throw it in the bucket. Um, what you give goes to good things, a lot of good things. And so um, thank you for your giving. Also, um, I'm going to encourage you as you walk down the Mac, Mac and Cheese booth, go down there. They, sang, they put together a song, actually a rap song that goes with it. And so, so um, make sure you go down and hear that if they're, if they're doing that. It's a really fun thing to do. Buy it. It goes for a good cause. If you don't want the macaroni and cheese, 
just give. It's a good thing as well. We're going to stand and finish with a final song. God bless you guys. Love you. We'll see you next week. Back to regular schedule. So love you. Have a wonderful time.